this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the 2023 Season 4 Phase 5 edition of Friends from Work. This is a podcast about all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's hosted by me, Kyle Skonawil, and my longtime friend, Robbie Earl. We have had some time off and some time to get our branding straight, and we still haven't. I don't know if this is season four. It's, you know, welcome to 2023, but we're talking about 2022 today. So that doesn't uh-huh. really work. And is it weird to kick off season four with a season three episode? So just give us a little grace yeah. here. We'll kick off phase five and season four in a few weeks. Okay. Yeah. Just, just to get it straight. So it won't be confusing at all. Um, today we're discussing 2022 for the 2023 Friendly Awards as the start of Friends from Work Season 4, in which we will soon be covering Phase (laughs) 5. I I was typing in my session title, and I I still don't know if I'm supposed to call it. Is it the 2022 Friendlies or the 2023 Friendlies? These are the 2023 Friendlies. Okay. All right. Uh, But but it's... It's tricky because it's the... if If it's less confusing for people, it's the best of 2022. Last year was the... 2022 friendlies best of 2021 either way this is when we hold the award show you know that's when you that's when you determine the it's like the opposite of the way cars are uh, marketed right yeah yeah because they're always marketed like a year ahead (laughs) yeah wow either way let me start over three two one welcome to 2023 (laughs) oh gosh I wanted that to be so much better. I didn't prep it. It just said fanfare trumpet. All right. Um, welcome to Friends from Work, guys. We're excited to have you here. I am as excited for this episode as I've been in a while because we haven't talked in forever. And uh, happy holidays and happy new year to everyone. We are pre-recording yeah. this episode, so it is our new year right now. Uh, but... We're doing that because Robbie's going to be in London for 12 days. So shout out London when you get back. So three weeks from now, we'll have to mm-hmm. do a recap on how your time was and give a shout out yeah. to our UK listeners, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, welcome. I'm excited to tell you some stuff. How was your break? Man, it was uh, it was great. It was a lot of travel, which I kind of talked about a, a couple weeks ago on one of our last episodes before the break. Too much, but maybe too much. 
uh, it was just weird. Like we, we scheduled all these trips that happened to fall right next to each other. And, and some of them we scheduled ourselves and some were scheduled by other folks and we didn't really have any power over it, but can't complain because they were all great. And, and it was just nice because this was our, our first time doing the holidays with folks again since 2019 because Candace and I both had COVID uh, yeah, yeah. the last two years, respectively. So uh, it was it was nice. It was good to to get away. What about you? Love it. Yeah, it was great. I was in Michigan for a while, obviously during that crazy snowstorm that everyone was having in the country. So not a whole lot to do outside. It was just too cold and, and too snowy. A um, couple things I wanted to any, share, though. Oh, go ahead. Any like frozen pipe issues or anything? Any, no. Like, uh, my other friends in Michigan were down to like one bathroom and with all the family in the house. It really? Was like a, it was like a Christmas vacation moment. No, I didn't hear much of that over by us. I could get into a whole long thing. I'm not going to, but we live on, like we live near the lake. So you get like a lake effect. It's a little bit like Seattle. Mm-hmm. So it's never quite as cold by oh, us as yeah. it is like inland Michigan um, or like Chicago would be colder because it's the other side of the lake. Uh, anyways, right. um, one thing that made me really happy I wanted to share, I was watching a football game or something and my dad turned to me and said, yo, I've been trying to walk a lot on the treadmill downstairs. I'm like, oh, cool. Good for you. And, he, and, and then he goes, um, I watched every Marvel project. He caught up on all of them by himself without telling me. So no, sorry, he's already seen all the old stuff, but right, right, right. I didn't like want to keep him in the loop. I didn't want to force him, I guess, with the right. new stuff. He watched it all on his own oh, and I gave me like that. his review of each one. And I loved it so much. He loved She-Hulk and that was like totally unbiased. I didn't talk to him at all. In fact, I told him, Hey, the humor is not really going to be your thing. Like that's not my dad's humor. He loved it. Mm-hmm. He wants to you now watch Daredevil. Yeah, Epic Hero Shop does. She-Hulk boys. <laughs> That's right. We're, if you're watching on YouTube, which, by the way, shout out to our new YouTube page. Uh, we're both wearing our Epic Hero Shop Superhuman Law Division shirts. We did not plan that. Nope. But he wants to now go watch Daredevil, which is oh, so funny. Oh, yes. Okay, Which nice. is so funny. So, like, it was fascinating to hear his quick, you know, 30-second review of everything. Um, it mostly lined up with how we felt and less of what I would have mm. predicted, if that makes sense. So like he loved yeah. She-Hulk, thought it was yeah. so funny, so creative at the ending. He thought, um, huh. he thought Thor love and thunder was good, but just a little like goofy at times, like a little too much for him. Um, he didn't really yep. like multiverse of madness. Didn't really understand the Wanda side of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. he really liked miss Marvel. And what am I missing? He hadn't seen Wakanda the special forever. yet. Okay, maybe seen hasn't that because that was in, yeah. yeah that was in theaters so he has to see that still um but I was proud of him so shout out to my dad man I uh I'm I we've already talked about this before and we don't have enough time to talk about each of these projects but just since you mentioned she-hulk I had a couple conversations over the break and I still don't know how I feel uh, in terms of what's the better sequencing like we talked about how they initially had had the origin as like the next to last episode and moved it up and I, I still like that for various reasons, but I'm, I'm also wondering more and more if, if that was, if that was a move that works well for us, like for the hardcore MCU fans, but maybe to the detriment of the casual viewers, because I've found that 
when I talk to people that have only seen episode one or two of She-Hulk, they often, I think, kind of dropped off there. And I'm always like, no, but you're not really getting into the meat of what the show is yet. Sure. Like, I like those first two episodes, but they're very different than the rest of the, which is why, you know, we were so excited once people finally got caught up in real time. Mm-hmm. So I, I do, I'm, I'm glad that your dad watched through the whole thing. And mm-hmm. I'm, I've been trying, there are people in my life that I'm, and I haven't done that about a lot of, about a lot of the Disney Plus shows, but I have really felt like I want people to make it through to Shield because, yeah, I think it's one of the best things that came out last year, but we'll talk about that. I was thinking more from the perspective of, you know, my dad no- knows nothing about Daredevil, the character. He knows nothing of the Netflix series, and mm-hmm. it warms my heart that his one thirty second review was, oh my goodness, I loved this this Matthew guy and I need to learn more about him. Like it just fits so perfectly. Wow. He was so charming. It was so fun. And like, you know, take that, that with a grain of salt relative to the hours and hours and hours we spent debating those two projects mm-hmm. last year. So it's kind of fun to just hear like a totally third party perspective. I guess it kind of proves that Disney knows what they're doing a little bit to su- to at least some demographic, you know? So, yeah, no, for sure. I also wanted to add that, uh, so I, I watched three other films. I did watch Glass Onion. Very much enjoyed oh, nice. it. Very good, much good. enjoyed it. I really love the genre. And this is like not normally like me, but I'm totally excited for them to just pump these out. Like, yeah, because they're so yeah. standalone. Like mm-hmm. I am not the sequel guy, but it doesn't feel like a sequel. You can just make right. fun little murder mysteries. And I loved this one in particular that you know, like in the first movie, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but the the reveal happens mid-movie. Mm-hmm. This was just kind of fun to go back to a classic feel a little bit where like the reveal yeah. doesn't happen until 90% through. Yeah. Um, so I truly didn't know what was going to happen, and I love those kind of films. So that was my review there. Secondly, I watched Spirited. Did you see Spirited on Apple TV? I did, yeah. Dude, okay, here's my thing. It is a musical. So, like, if you don't like musicals, I get that. And it is a Christmas musical. So, like, it's going to have some cheese. That's like part sure. of the gig. I was blown away at how good it was <laughs> relative to those things. Like, I am a musical mm. guy. Mm-hmm. I think I thought it was going to be just like a joke, you know, like a Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, yeah. like joke. Like, they're not going to actually embrace the musical. I didn't realize they literally created and shot a musical. Like they yeah. got the cast, the dancers, the sets for it. Yeah. Um, it's a modern musical in which neither Ryan Reynolds or Will Ferrell they take it seriously. They it, they yeah. don't not take it seriously. I thought it was yeah. gonna be like um almost satire, I guess is what I'm saying. And so I was pleasantly surprised yeah. to see them like embracing like actual heartfelt moments from a musical and 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 it's funny, but that's mm-hmm. not the point of it. Um I would say like it has 70% Rotten Tomatoes. Like I say with animated films, that's an incredible score for a yeah. musical. Yeah. Much less a comedy Christmas musical because that's a movie that easily would be in the 50% range. Like 70% mm-hmm. for that kind of movie is a pretty mm-hmm. good score. And I watched it. And I was like, this is fun. It's funny. It has a good message. It's heartfelt. And I liked the songs. So I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we watched it actually uh, when we were up in Northwest Arkansas with Candace's family for Thanksgiving. Like it, it had just come out. And so we, we watched it then to kind of usher in the holidays. And yeah, I felt the same way. Like, I think I was just expecting it. Well, I love 
you and I share a love for Will Ferrell. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I say Will Ferrell, not Ryan Reynolds, because I, I don't think what I'm about to say applies to Ryan Reynolds. But Will Ferrell movies over the last like 10 years have not been excellent. No. Like I feel like he's he's been like he's had a couple of of like gems in there. Mm-hmm. Uh but so I just kind of went into you think this what I'm warily. Thinking? Aim for the bushes. <laughs> oh, well that man. <laughs> there wasn't even an awning or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I uh but I'm yeah, so I think I think my expectations were low. <laughs> you got creep. Creep. Uh Okay, come on. I, now. I think uh but no, I I agree. I thought it was really fun. Because it's funny, Ryan Reynolds, I would almost say, well, not that Will Ferrell himself brings those movies down, but I have noticed lately uh, in randomly rewatching certain things with Ryan Reynolds, including Blade 3. <laughs> um, okay. That even when a movie is, is not good, Ryan Reynolds tends to turn in a pretty great performance. Now, it's often a, a comedy performance, but I don't think that that should take away from it. But, like, I don't know. I've noticed, like, yeah, he's pretty solid. Like, we watched that, I think it was Red Notice show on or movie on Netflix uh, months back. Yeah. And it's, like, him, one. Gal Gadot, and Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. And Which got shredded, didn't it? Critically? I think so. I can't really remember. Keep talking. But I'll fact check. I, but I do know that when we were watching it, I, had to, I was like, yeah, Dwayne Johnson is doing fine. Gal Gadot is doing fine. Ryan Reynolds is doing great. Like he's kind of carrying this thing. Like I think he's kind of maybe un- underrated as someone that can hold a picture together. Thirty six percent critic, wow. ninety two audience. That's I will say we had fun watching it. Um, yeah, well that's so you know that's what that's saying. It, there are a couple things like that that I haven't. I still haven't seen Gray Man. Uh, yeah, have you? Yes, it's uh, a pretty good action movie. Because that's another one that I feel like audiences were pretty into and critics shredded. Yep, Yep. Uh, it's better than the critic score for sure. And just to kind of put a bow on the Will Ferrell conversation, reiterate what you said, he is one of the most naturally funny people to me in Hollywood. Like, he doesn't have to try to be funny and it's funny. Like, just his responses, even in, in like, late-night show interviews and stuff. Mm -hmm. But he kind of has a unique spot in Hollywood because while that's true, and he's, he's, like, top of the list of people I'd want to spend a day with. Um, he is not always in great movies at all. In fact, he's like 50, 50. There are some films like, you know, old school elf Talladega nights, anchorman, the other guys guys where he's like a a slam dunk. It's one of the funniest movies of the year. And then he's in like, what is it? Not land before time, but, um, disaster film that I saw with the dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, that shirt, that, that Holmes movie uh, that I yeah, didn't have, see, but I think got like 1% on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> or something. Like it was in, it was like one of the lowest scores I've ever seen. But it's not really a knock on him. It's just, he's sometimes in bad movies. Uh, so it's well, a weird thing, but this, this is, this is a good one. This is closer yeah. to stranger than fiction in a way to me. It's okay, man. I do. I, I, so that's an interesting, that that's a discussion for later as people that both love Will Ferrell in a world that, finds Will Ferrell to be somewhat polarizing, but like he's not polarizing, right? I no nobody I, in dislikes, my life he is. Like nobody I, dislikes him because all of his humor is self depreciating. I don't like, know. Nobody think, hates him. I, I don't think people dislike him as a person. I do know a lot of people that find his comedy annoying. 
Wow. Which I, I think not. is interesting. I'm not that way. People. But wow. like Candace's mom is that way. What my friend Emily that you know is that way. Like what? If, Emily. if I turn on Elf Emily. For, the, for Christmas, that just hates it. That okay, that I'm getting mad. Like I'm feeling myself like get mad. That's just wrong. You know, okay, hold on. I'm not getting that discussion, but that is that's a right. garbage take. We that that's a that's a take we can have. Hey, you, we've you said can, we're gonna expand, we're gonna expand some of the friends from our uh, coverage here in season four. Let's, you can let's dislike his humor a little bit, but it's hard to dislike him as a person because his humor is always self-depreciating. Secondly, even if you dislike his humor, who dislikes elf? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, I, you're preaching okay, the choir here. Okay, anyway, all right. But sorry. I will say, I, I think we do need to move on. I would love to talk, if we ever do get to have a Will Ferrell discussion, about some of the drama with him and Adam McKay over the last year or two. Because I think that that— Which I don't it, know about. Well, it's it's interesting. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. I maybe shouldn't have started that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go into it now, but I, I think that he was wanting a role in the uh, that Lakers show that— Oh yeah, Adam McKay made on H. I think HBO with yeah, John the C. Riley. Yeah, Lakers stuff. Yeah, yeah. He wanted the the role that John C. Riley got. Um, you know, he and Adam McKay are, are have been producers, uh, joint producers in the the Gary Sanchez uh, studio production company, whatever you call it, and a ton of their stuff. They're famous. Yeah, stuff. yeah, and and essentially this caused a rift that resulted in the breaking up of that production company. Oh. And because Will Ferrell wanted the role, Adam McKay gave it to John C. Riley without telling Will Ferrell. This is by Adam McKay has admitted this and admitted that he could have handled it better. But oh. apparently Will Ferrell was really excited to have a serious role like that again and one that he felt like he could kind of crush. And when he didn't get it, it it I think they're still not really it, it has the makings of like a Bill Murray uh Harold Ramis thing where it's like they they out aren't really on speaking terms as far as I know. That's too bad. Um, but right. anyway, that's for later. Um, we have, uh, well, on. you have trivia updates. Yeah, I have one more trivia update. Okay. Uh, and then we're going to get into the the friendly awards, which is something I've been so excited about forever. So we'll tell you about that in one second. Lastly, the last movie I watched over break was Avengers Endgame. We've talked about it forever. It's never worked as well as it worked for me the other day. It is oh, I love that. so good. And just to put a final bow on why I'm okay with, in our joint rankings, moving this to the number one film. Mm -hmm. um, when you watch those movies back to back, it's it's obviously everything. It's a masterclass. It's a masterpiece. It's the Rousseau's like, I mean, I just can't believe how well they handled it. I, it's mm -hmm. just, it's, it's hard to put into words. I think if you break it into categories and say visuals, you got to give the nod to Infinity War. There are like four shots in Endgame that are a little bit off looking or goofy looking hmm. with the CGI. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're giving the pacing, you still got to give it to infinity war because it's just so perfectly paced. Now Endgame this last time was even better paced than I ever remember it. Like I never felt like it dragged on this, uh -huh. on this viewing, but infinity war is like perfection in that category. That would be yeah. like what I would show people if that's what they wanted. But I think ultimately one thing I've undersold in this entire discussion the acting is mm -hmm. be it's not even that they're giving better performances, but because the weight of the film, which is the second category that Endgame wins, like because of what it is and mm -hmm. because of the emotional damage from Infinity War, it allows these elite 
actors to flex their acting muscles way more than they can in Infinity War. Infinity yeah. War is basically built on the action, the visuals, the ending, and the fact that we're getting to see these groups together. Because even Endgame, we don't get to see these groups together. We don't mm -hmm. get to see Doctor Strange and, and Tony and the Guardians. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't yeah. see Guardians and Spider-Man in Endgame. So that's right. what Infinity right. War is so good at. But Endgame, because of that damage... Dude, the performances are elite from everybody. It was like everyone collectively got together and was like, okay, now I'm going to give like my character so much depth. I mean, mm -hmm. Thor is unbelievable in that film, Chris Hemsworth, in what he's doing, oh, especially yeah. by yeah. the ending with the let me do it, it has to be me. Tony, mm -hmm. obviously, and, and Steve, the way they're both dealing with it, unbelievable performances. Scarlet is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Jeremy Renner, it's his yeah. best he's ever done. It really is. Like the way he handles Scarlet's death is incredible mm -hmm. acting. I know mm -hmm. some people don't love him, but like he's fantastic in the movie. Yeah. Um, everybody, I'm missing people. Even, you know, Rocket's voice acting. It, it's just that's where you don't get that in Infinity War. So that's why I think because it's carrying that weight and, and what mm -hmm. it had to do. I know we've said that so many times. And because I just have undervalued the, the ability for these people to like flex their acting muscles, I'm going to give it the number one. Plus, I think in 20 years, that's the movie people will still yeah. talk about more yeah. than Infinity War. Like that's the cultural moment, that movie. And, and I and I do think someone on our Slack, and, and if you remember, you should say it was, I want to say it was either Richard or Greg or both, um, but made the point that you almost have to view them you know, Infinity War as the culmination of Phase 3 and Endgame as the culmination of the entire Infinity Saga right? And in, in terms of the work they're doing, and that made a lot of sense to me. Also, you don't get hardly any action in Endgame. So if you just watch yeah, it by itself, yeah. you it, like you don't get hardly any, period. Yeah. But that's because Infinity War is all of it. So if you watch them back to back, you're like, oh, this makes sense. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and, and even like looking at Endgame that way, it makes sense to me why you don't just have the original six. You also have Rhodey and you have right. Okoye and Rocket as kind of representations of really like all of the, the aspects of the MCU that we've gotten to know over the Infinity Saga. So, so I'm glad that it works so well for you. I'm excited to get to it in mind. It's so good. And uh, in closing, that brings me to my last trivia question of the first three phases of my rewatch. Wow. Um, so here we go. Avengers Endgame. I think maybe the hardest one I've ever done. Wow. Because I've never caught this line in the 10 times I've seen this film, ever. So there's a scene where Thor goes back to Asgard with Rocket and he's trying to sneak away from his mom and his mom mm -hmm. is walking with some other like maidens or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he he overhears them. Okay? Do you know what I'm talking uh -huh. about? Uh-huh. When he overhears them, his mom is telling them to do something. In fact, she's telling them they need to do two things. Do you have any idea what are hurt two instructions oh gosh it's so hard to hear and I only caught it partially because of subtitles I think I know what they're about 
uh, okay. but I so cannot I'm, remember the actual lines. For fun, then, I'm going to give that clue. There are things to do for Loki. Okay. Because he's in prison. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I have not caught that then. Yeah. That's, wow. Okay, I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So. Man. There you go. All right, dude, the Friendly Awards. Yes. Let's go. So uh, if you're just finding this podcast, you can now watch this podcast on YouTube by searching Friends From Work. Don't forget mm -hmm. to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, et cetera. We have a website, theffwpodcast.com, where you can message us. We try to answer all those messages. And we uh, have a bunch of social media outlets where we answer messages. So TikTok, mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, like I said, all of that stuff. So uh, we have some fun merchandise on our website, and we have partnered with Epic Hero Shop, like this shirt I'm wearing right here, for even more fun nerd merchandise. So all kinds of ways that you can get involved if you're just finding friends from work. This is something that we do once a year, and it's a very special thing. This is just the nominees episode where we will be diving into our award show and the nominees and who should be deserving of an award in the MCU in 2022. And so we'll get into that with some instructions on how you can vote from Robbie after a quick word from these sponsors. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, let's get into the nominations for our 2023 Friendly Awards. Wow. It's, it's so, so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Couple things quickly. One, like you, like you said, uh, in case people forgot, the way that these work, we put together some nominations, but we do not do any of the voting. We try to be as, you know, as we're looking at this, try to be as inclusive and, and, and sort of as encompassing as we can throughout everything that's come out in 2022. Um, but, you know, we only have so much space. I know there's going to be something someone wishes were included, and I'm sorry, but this is what we have. However... And we've basically voted for the last year already. So if you want to know what our votes true. are, go listen to all the episodes. <laughs> uh, secondly, yeah, the way that these are actually chosen, uh, again, are it's by the patrons, by our... Friends from Work Plus subscribers. So this episode, uh, whenever we send out the ad-free version of this to our subscribers, as we do, uh, to our patrons, they will get in that post a link to a survey monkey where you can go on and actually vote for these. We will also have a printable paper ballot uh, PDF like we did last year. If you're just a listener on the main feed and want to be able to follow along. And we encourage you to, you know, fill out your own ballot, post it online, tag us in it. That was really fun last year. It won't count uh, into the actual awards, but it is kind of fun to play along. Mm. So that's how we're doing the voting. If you have any questions on that, message us. But uh, if you're listening to this ad-free on Patreon, 
right now, then you should already have access to the voting form. Love it. Last thing, I am so excited for this year's friendlies because I it feels so different from from last year in that I kind of think it's anyone's game in a lot of these. Like Ooh, I was thinking yeah. back to the friendlies last year and it was like it felt like any time you put No Way Home in a category it was going to win. Spider-Man ruined it for the rest of us. Yeah. And and anytime you put WandaVision or Loki in a category, That's true. it yep. felt like one of those were going to win. Yeah. And so I don't know. If I was looking through this this year, and, and there are a couple like that, but by and large, it really feels like what a good these point. could go anywhere. What a good point. So I'm I've been especially pumped for this one. Um I'll but, keep my tradition going of as we uh announce them next week, the winners, I mean, of mm-hmm. doing a tally of each show and oh, movie, yeah. which one is the you know the best the the not the best but the biggest award winner. Yeah, I love that. And and also we will not we're not going to do much discussion here one because we have a lot of things to read off and two because we'll do more of that next episode whenever right. we cover the winners. Yep. Okay, so starting off here, best addition to the MCU of 2022. Oh baby, I'm excited. Here are nominees. Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant slash Moon Knight from Moon Knight. America Chavez from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Kamala Khan from Miss mm-hmm. Marvel. Jennifer Walters slash She-Hulk. Jack Russell slash Werewolf by Night. Also Elsa Bloodstone from Werewolf by Night. Riri Williams, a.k.a. Ironheart, sort of. I don't know if she's considered that yet in the MCU. And Namor. Mm. That might be even stronger than last year. Because like you were saying, like last year was, was you know, WandaVision, Loki, not necessarily new additions. Those are almost all yeah. new additions that are like slam dunks. Yeah. And and I feel like the new, the yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I, I want to say Yelena won that last year. Yeah, uh, okay. But oh, okay. I love that. Category number two. Best team up. Yeah. Uh and we've had a couple categories swap out from last year and which will happen just based on the the type of content that we get. Um, sure. Last year we had a we had a best little buddy and we don't we don't we just don't necessarily have enough little buddies this year. Although we did have <laughs> shout out to the goats and to Cosmo and the know, goldfish. And the goldfish. Uh okay. Which was actually best more team up. really sad and representation of his <laughs> grief, true. but yeah. Um okay. It was cute. It was cute. <laughs> Steven and Layla from Moon Knight will okay. team up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I chose Steven and Layla over Mark and Layla because I feel like the Steven and Layla team up was especially fun there. Yeah, uh, I feel like Steven eventually kind of won her over, even though it's Mark's yeah. wife. <laughs> um, Doctor Strange and America Chavez. Mm-hmm. Kamala and the Red Dagger. I thought that that was one of the fun team ups there. Okay. Um, Thor and Thor. Thor and the Mighty Thor. Um, yeah. From Thor: Love and Thunder, uh, Jack and Ted from Werewolf by Night. Okay, I liked it. Uh, oh, that's a She great Hulk team and up. Daredevil from She Hulk. I mean, fantastic team up. Yes, Black in Panther in more ways than one. Yeah, true. <laughs> Keep going. Black Panther and Ironheart from Wakanda Forever. Okay, Drax and Mantis 
from the Guardians holiday special. I know they're already on a team together, but it felt like a its own yeah. thing there. Um, and last but not least, Wong and Madison from She-Hulk. Oh, gosh. Dream team. They're not where you think. <laughs> okay. Best jaw drop. And by the way, we got to say, I have glanced at this list, but mainly this is put together by you and our manager, Pete. So that's kind of the fun. Like I am a right. little bit genuinely surprised because I just kind of like <laughs> flew through it. Um, and again, like I said, with the watch order, shout out to, to, to Greg for some help, some help here. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Okay. Best jaw drop. One, uh, Wanda's apple orchard. Oh, wow. Pretty big jaw drop moment. I love this category. Is this new? It is new. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is a Pete suggestion. These are uh, my scenes. So I'm get, by the way, I'm guessing you got to have Moon Knight episode four in there because my jaw literally was to the floor when I was trying to record that episode with you. I still remember <laughs> that. You remember that? I was in a hotel mm-hmm. and I was just like, what? This is what you had seen? <laughs> Hold on. We'll talk about that in one second. And that's uh-huh. the category. <laughs> uh, okay. Second one, the M word from the Miss Marvel finale. Okay. Uh, third, losing the plot, the She-Hulk finale where she breaks into okay. the writer's room. Hippo in a hospital uh, from Moon Knight, which is what you're referencing. Although it's really the whole scene, you know, it's the, the like old school TV show and all of it. Um, and then Prince T'Challa from Wakanda Forever. Okay, okay, real quick. One, I love you give these creative titles. You are so creative <laughs> and I love it so much. It makes me laugh. It's so good. Um, Thank you. But also so ridiculous that you can't just blaze through it. You have to go really in depth, which I love. (laughs) Um, Secondly, do you remember that fun story of my screener had cut out before the end of episode four? So they're like going through the cave and my thing cut out. So I waited like five weeks, I think six weeks, maybe of real time. You know, you never said anything to me. You couldn't. We got there and I was like, that was the end of the episode. He got shot, dies, wakes up in like this crazy 50s movie or something. Like, yep. what? Really? I mean, I was the victim there. You were. Really, yeah. just that's, having that's to suffer in silence. Uh, but no, I, I love this category too. Uh, <laughs> As for you being the victim. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I didn't, the only project that wasn't really represented here was Thor Love and Thunder, which I just, I felt didn't have a jaw drop moment per se. Uh, yeah, but, not, not in the way we're defining it right now. Yeah, I mean, there are certainly shocking moments, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Best action sequence. This one's fun for you, I think. Yeah. First off, from Moon Knight, two identities, one beatdown. down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, referring to the final fight uh, or one of the scenes of the final fight in the finale where we kind of have Mark and Steven seamlessly switching out different uh, Moon Knight and Mr. Knight personas. I'm picturing like when he gets knocked into like the bodega and then comes out. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. The other guy. Yeah. Um, Man, I, that's, that's one I'm, I'm really excited to, to rewatch. I think I've only ever seen Moon Knight just the, the once uh because yeah. the last big rewatch we did was in prep for moon knight so yeah um <clears throat> okay for miss marvel 
cart chase through Karachi. <laughs> These titles. <laughs> Excellent action sequence. It was, yeah. Uh, from Multiverse of Madness, Lethal Symphonies. Yep. I did steal that title from Danny Elfman, which is yeah. that's how we titled the track. The um, music note fight. The music note fight. Uh, Love and Thunder, the Shadow Realm fight, which, oh, yeah, very fun. Um, she Hulk. That's not how that math works out. <laughs> uh, which is <laughs> when um, Daredevil and She Hulk go through the warehouse together. And great shout out to the Daredevil hallway fight scenes. Great yes. She-Hulk Daredevil banter. Great Hulk smashing scenes. All around really fun. The exact same vibe as the Netflix show when just the door opens and the guys get kicked out of it, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Um, man. They're they're about to start. They're, they're maybe, they're starting filming in February on that, by the way. Let's so go. this is coming out in January. We're, we're about to start getting some Daredevil updates. And finally, uh, Namor and Shuri's fight on the beach in Wakanda Forever, which we talked about how we felt some elements of the of the fight on the the big ship. Some of them were really cool. Like I thought Shuri on the side of the ship, like that whole oh, sequence yeah, yeah. was really dope. And and some of the other moments we get there, but there were also moments of it that I felt like were sort of meh. But I thought the beach scene, like the drama to it, the actual just hand to hand, her taking the the feathered wings from his ankle, like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. some good visceral. I feel like that scene especially is exactly what you were talking about wanting more from in the first Black Panther film, like in the final scene between T'Challa and oh, yeah, Killmonger. Oh, yeah. the, so, the knife through her and yeah. the damage of like the burning to his back. That mm -hmm. is what I'm talking about. Yep. All right. Best villain. This is where it starts to get especially interesting. Arthur Harrow. Yes. The Scarlet Witch. Yes, although, although, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I can't interject, but <laughs> Arthur Harrow is so underrated. I think when yeah, I go back and yeah. rewatch, like I remember that was one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. I oh, love yeah. Wanda, but I was uncomfortable with her being the villain a little yeah. bit. So that's well, an interesting and I, category. I made a point to note it is the Scarlet Witch is the villain, not sure. Wanda. Yeah, right. You know, which I think are separate things, potentially. Uh, Gore the God Butcher from Thor Love yep. and Thunder. Uh, Verusa Bloodstone, who is the, the villain who gets her, like, arm ripped off in Werewolf by Night. Uh, the Intelligentsia from She-Hulk. And last but not least, Namor from Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I love this category. Man, it's a... I think that one was stacked last year, too. But that which is to say, we had a tweet about this a, a couple months back. Whatever, whatever critiques of Phase Four are fair, and there are some, the villains have largely just been like on point. And you know, so much of our initial rewatch conversation, going back to the Infinity Saga, we would talk about how for the longest time that wasn't the case. You know, and now it's like right embarrassment of riches. I feel like I think there's three categories that they have drastically improved on when you watch all the films again and you go back to phase one and two compared to mm -hmm. now three and four, the trailers are way better than they used to be. The mm -hmm. music is way better than it used yep. to be. And the villains are better than they used to be. I totally agree. Also talking about things that have improved. We had a while within the infinity saga that was sort of 
Oh yeah. Romanceless. Sure. Uh, not not as like we had a lot towards the beginning. Everyone kind of had a love interest. Then for a while, there wasn't much of that. And now we're we're coming back. Love is in the air again. Uh, <laughs> hey, best it's almost Valentine's Day. <laughs> best romance uh, of 2022. This is fun. Stephen and Layla, but also Mark and Layla. Aww. Two di- two different nominations. Do I have to do that for uh, everyone? Both your <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doctor Strange and Christine Palmer. Aww. Thor and Jane. It, it, this is a little Aww. bit delayed. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. No, I like it. I like it. And of course, uh, Jennifer and Matt Murdock. Th- there's some serious contenders there. Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. There are. I, I, the fun thing about this for me is I was going through and and a lot of these, I don't know how I would vote. Yeah. And I like it that way. Uh, um, exactly. That was exactly what I was going to interject there. It's more fun for me, like you said, when it's not the obvious slam dunk. And I don't yeah. know. I, I loved Steven and Layla. Yeah. I, I the, loved the moments. line between Strange and Christine at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. Thor and Jane is incredibly moving. And Jennifer and Matt maybe, you know, stole the show this year with romance. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Great oh, category. This is a great category coming up as well. Um, although I, I think I know which way I would vote on this one. Best Supporting Actress. Uh, we have Mae Kalamawi as Layla from Moon Knight. We have Sochil Gomez as America Chavez from Multiverse of Madness. Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie from Thor Love and Thunder, Angela Bassett as Queen Ramonda, and Ginger Gonzaga as Nikki Ramos from She-Hulk. Again, pretty stacked category here. Those Um, are awesome. Dude, one thing I was realizing going through this this year is the the women actors and women characters in general just cleaned up. Like when I was looking at, at like, and not because there were just more of them. I think just like the performances there and the roles worked. Like I I was looking at best actress and best actor and, and best actor, I had to kind of think back on for a while, but best actress, I was like, how do I call this down? Totally agree. I think that'd be the fourth thing I'd have to add when you go back and rewatch the women are better written, better acted, more empowered, the later Mm -hmm. you get. Given a lot more to to do, I think. Yep. Uh, best supporting actor, Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow. Ooh. F. Murray Abraham as Khonshu. That's a bold uh, choice. I, well, you know, it was funny here. Last year we had a best voice actor because we had yeah, what if, what if, and um, Good point. and so, but I, you know, I think he added a lot to that to that show in his performance. Mm-hmm. I'm also probably biased because he he's been killing it on White Lotus. Uh, Benedict Wong as Wong. I chose here because we have a couple of different appearances, mostly from Wong, to not make it project specific. Um, So you can take all of his appearances into account here in voting. Uh, Matt Lentz as Bruno. Mm -hmm. Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky. And Tina Cuerta as Namor. Okay. Okay, so this is another new category here, Best Surprise Appearance. Ooh. And 
I differentiate this from the next category, which is best extended cameo. Okay. Because we had a couple of projects, uh, especially Multiverse of Madness and She-Hulk, that had kind of a lot of both of these. And I felt like it wasn't really fair to compare like a 30 seconds on screen to someone that had two or three episodes of a show. So you'll see what I mean. Right. Uh, this is more like when they showed up, you were like, holy crap, that person's here? Right. Exactly. So best surprise appearance. First, Haley Atwell as Captain Carter in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Same movie. Patrick Stewart yeah. as Charles Xavier in Multiverse of Madness. And finally- still so wild, as you say. It's that. wild. Uh, Charlize Theron as Clea in Multiverse of Madness. Moving to Miss Marvel, Brie Larson as yeah. Carol Danvers. Uh, in Love and Thunder, Melissa McCarthy as actor <laughs> Hella. Uh, Brett Goldstein as Hercules. Yeah. Uh, Wakanda Forever, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, and JLD as Val. And then finally, Megan the Stallion in She-Hulk. This will be interesting if people weight the most surprising one versus who did the best in their right. surprise role. Yeah. Uh, how do you see it kind of going? Most surprising? I, I or? factor both, I think. Because, um, I mean, I, I don't – the most su- the most surprising is hard. Like, like – It's hard for me. John Krasinski – or Patrick Stewart were the most surprising I, as far as like, holy cow, they're here. But I think did best, they, yeah, I don't know. I think best surprise in terms of like, like the scene, like there, as I was thinking about these, cause there are other, there are other choices we thought about that were either maybe could have been more surprising or, or just more meaningful in terms of their roles and things. But I was, I was really thinking back to when you and I were watching the screeners whether it was at home with with Candace sure. and Annika or like in the theater together, the the moments when you were like you looked over at the person next to you yeah, and you yeah. were like what, and so that was like like Melissa McCarthy. I heard a lot of people make that comment about Love and Thunder. Like really liked that moment, and so that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like a de- a delightful surprise. We were also know. in Hollywood for that. Should it you know yeah it should be noted sure. that that probably affects that. Also, I would tend to personally weight the non-post-credit scene surprises higher than the post-credit mm. scene ones for me. That's I think that's fair. I think that's that's very fair. But best extended cameo now, different. Yes. All right, best extended cameo. And again, this is one that that She-Hulk uh factors heavily in just because of the nature of the show. First off, we have Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. Benedict Wong, again, uh, as Wong. Tim Roth, as Emil Blonsky. Charlie Cox, as Matt Murdock. Then in Thor Love and Thunder, we have Russell Crowe, as Zeus. Chris Pratt, as Peter Quill. And finally, in the Guardians Holiday Special, Kevin Bacon, as Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I actually really hope that Kevin Bacon wins this one. Uh, <laughs> hey, no bias. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is, uh, you know, this is a super fun one for us. And another one I just don't know how I would vote on. Best score. Moon Knight 
by Hisham Nazi, mm-hmm. friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness by Danny Elfman. Miss Marvel by Laura Cartman, also friend of the pod. Mm-hmm. Thor Love and Thunder by Michael Cicchino. She-Hulk by Amy Doherty. Werewolf by Night by Michael Cicchino. Mm-hmm. Black Panther Wakanda Forever by Ludwig Göransson. And the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special by John Murphy. Annika loves Werewolf by Night. <laughs> Dude, I do. I, I mean, it's you can up. tell. It got a lot of representation here in the in the nominations. Uh, that's another one I'm really excited to rewatch. Okay. <laughs> Best post credit scene. This is, a category <laughs> that, this is a category that I, I wanted uh, last year, and we just totally left off. We also kind of ran out of space. But this year, first nomination, Meet Jake, which is yes. the post credit scene from Moon Knight. Second, Pizza Papa. He it's always over. gets paid. Always gets paid. Multiverse of Madness. Miss Marvel. Can I quick say something there? Danny Elfman. I saw this from one of our listeners on TikTok. I think it's the Danny Elfman score from Doctor Strange on vinyl is a complete book now. And there's some version of it where it's an actual pizza menu with pizza pop-up. It's the Mondo edition. Oh, is it? Okay. That's so funny. Oh, I pre-ordered it. I'm I'm very excited. Like, so Uh, the song titles are like menu items, uh um, things like that. Really cool. I also saw, I was looking at that, and I need to go back and figure out what this means, but th- did you see the credits that were listed for the composers? No. I thought it was, I did not, again, I need to look more into this, but he obviously credits Giacchino for the Doctor Strange theme, and so okay. you have, like, you know, all these things composed by Elfman, and then under that, like, bits of of these tracks from the, the Giacchino score but then he also credits alan silvestri for parts of the illuminati themes and i i guess part of that is the captain america theme that he does for peggy but i'm wondering if there's anything else there because there are like three tracks Uh, danny elfman has such a style dude i was listening to our playlist and um I don't always so exactly. I don't always prefer it, but if you blindfolded me and just played a random um, movie score that I'd never seen, and you mm-hmm. played me like an A B test or one's Danny Elfman and one's somebody else, I think I'd be able to pick out the Danny Elfman one. And I was trying to put yeah. my finger on what it is. It's very strange. It's like you said this one time. He loves really busy things. So yeah. like the moments don't really breathe much in his music. It's like so that's kind of what he does. And then the second thing is he never really lands on like a it's like the opposite of a pop songwriter where it's like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. He never really lands on like what would be the chorus or the theme. Like if you think about his like new Avengers theme. Right. He never really lands and sits there where like Alan Silvestri will go like bum 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 yeah, yeah. bum like that like the whole song was working for that to happen. Like even think about Danny Elfman's work on Spider-Man, right? So much of that first yeah. song is not the ba dun dun dun. Right. So much of the first song is like yeah, yeah. And like although although it's like, he at it's least like does land there. 
Yeah, but like, like it's that part is literally like I'm not making this up. Six seconds. He lands yeah. on like a six second. I'm not bashing it. I'm just saying like it. The music is like it's so wandering. Um, and then yeah. in the wandering, you find some really cool emotional things, mm-hmm. but it's just so different from a lot of the other composers. Like think about Hisham Nazi with how often he wants to land on the moon night mm-hmm. theme. Right. Uh, right. I don't know. So total tangent there, but no, it's a good point though. He I mean, has a even a very you, different thing. Jacchino uh, is an interesting one because I think he can, he lives somewhere in the middle of Elfman and Silvestri where sure. sometimes he gets pretty busy uh, but like in the first Doctor Strange, like if you compared those scores, he's almost always returning to his Doctor Strange theme, like throughout the whole yeah. film. Whereas like, I wouldn't say that, that even aside from the Doctor Strange theme, that Elfman does that even with like the, the Scarlet Witch theme that he kind of comes up with, or even the the film's theme. Right. Well, he takes the one from WandaVision to the ba da 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 But even that, he doesn't just leave it at that. He like da 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 like changes the the progression there and doesn't just like stop it like Christoph Beckwood. It's hard to explain. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I Anyways. will say I I also uh Sony finally for the first time ever released the first Spider-Man film score on vinyl and that came in right around Christmas and wow. that's been a real joy to listen to. Good for you. Uh, I do think that's maybe my favorite Elfman Elfman work. I'm happy uh, for you. Um, thank you. Okay. The Spider-Man themes have scene. to have that mystery that he does. They have to. Even yes. even John Pazino gets it right in in the games. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, okay, best post-credit scene, meet Jake Pizza Papa. Yep. And then mixed up Marvels, which is the uh the the post-credit scene in Miss Marvel where we see Carol Danvers pop up. Herc's here, Herc's there. I'm not going to say the rest because it's uh, not podcast family appropriate, but uh, Thor Love and Thunder, uh, that is a Ted Lasso reference for those that don't get it. Uh, That is referring to the Hercules appearance by Brett Goldstein. In that post-credit scene, um, Captain America, you know what, from She-Hulk. Another one that I have to be careful with to to not uh, get labeled explicit on this episode. What is your name? The post-credit scene from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And I Am Not Christmas, the post-credit scene from the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, uh, which I think I actually missed on our screener somehow. Uh, Oh. Like when we were watching through, like I didn't realize there was a credit scene or something. So I went back and watched it after the fact. I would like to read the next category. Please it, do. It's it's the best episode of a series. And because we only had three series, Robbie mm-hmm. and I had this discussion before we started. That's why I'm reading this one. Uh, of including two separate episodes from each series. So there's six options here. Moon Knight episode four, which is where they're exploring the cave and the tomb. And then at the end, he gets shot and goes to the, the asylum. Mm-hmm. or Moon Knight episode five, where he's fully in the asylum kind of the whole time working through things with Harrow, et cetera, his past. Miss Marvel episode one we chose because we thought the series kicked off so unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Or episode six, which is the finale, where she's in the school, et cetera. Mm-hmm. She-Hulk episode eight, which is when Daredevil shows up and they kind of take down uh, the the warehouse together. I think Daredevil actually made the appearance late in seven. Is that right? 
it, it's something like that. Eight is the main Daredevil episode. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, that or episode nine, if you like the creativity of how different the finale was. Love that. So yeah, and those are all, those will be listed on the ballot as separate entries. So before we get to our final last mega categories, just like they would in the Oscars, we'll be right back after a quick word from these sponsors. All right. And from here on, it's pretty straightforward. Best lead actor from 2022, Oscar Isaac as Steven slash Mark slash Moon Knight. Benedict Cumberbatch as Dr. Strange. Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Gail Garcia Bernal as Jack Russell slash Werewolf by Night. And Dave Bautista as Drax. Yep. Best lead actress. Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff slash the Scarlet Witch. I should say this is the only villain that makes an appearance in a lead category because I just, I really it, think. Yeah, she's she, the lead. Yeah. So. Also, uh, also just for consideration here, I think only consider her in Multiverse of Madness. This is not at all talking about WandaVision. Is that fair? Well, like, and this is only 2022. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So don't let the past right. appearances, like we're just talking about her in Multiverse Madness. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The only reason I said that for Wong is because he's had multiple in 2022. That's a sure. good call out. Sure. Okay. Um, Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan. Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. You see what I'm saying? This is stacked. Tatiana Maslany as Jennifer Walters slash She-Hulk. Laura Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone in Werewolf by Night. Letitia Wright as Shuri slash Black Panther. And Palm Clementiev as Mantis. I'm sure that I butchered her name. She's French, so Candace could probably do a better job I think that. that was right. Wow, thank you. Uh, but I'm not totally sure. Okay, best, <laughs> best writer slash writing team. This gets difficult because you kind of we kind of have to pick certain episodes that that we just enjoyed the writing on. However, I think that it's fair in some ways to to look beyond the the exact episode choice. Like having talked to Zeb and Cody and Jessica when they were on, like I think it's pretty clear that everyone kind of has their hands in different things story-wise and what's going to hand off to what. So if this is not the exact episode that you love, but you thought that this show was super well written in general, you can let that okay. that way in. I see what you're saying. Um, okay, so first off, we have Peter Cameron and Sabir Pirzada writing Moon Knight episodes three, four, and six. Peter Cameron, by the way, uh, is showing up in a ton of writing credits in Phase Four. He was also the head writer on Werewolf by Night. Oh, really? And I, believe he showed up on either WandaVision or, or Loki at one point. Is he uh, becoming uh, Marcus and McFeely of Phase 4, 5, 6? Maybe. I, I think especially on Disney+. Plus, I think he's showing up on the TV side a lot. Um, Michael Waldron, Multiverse of Madness. Will Dunn, AC Bradley, friend of the show, and Matthew Chauncey um, for Miss Marvel, specifically Episode 6. Taika Waititi, and Jennifer Caden Robinson for Thor Love and Thunder. 
Zeb Wells for She-Hulk episode seven. And I know, but I, I still really love the writing on that episode in particular. Also shout out Jessica Gal there. For sure. For sure. And that's what I mean. Like, yeah, Jessica that Gow one in particular was very collaborative between a bunch yeah, of Yeah, exactly. And, and I think she should get credit for just the writing quality for that show in general as the, the one that was sort of the, I mean, she was the head writer, but also I have to imagine everything was kind of filtered through her. Both friends uh, of the pod. Yes. Uh, Wakanda Forever, Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole. And the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special written by James Gunn. Best director. Again, you can kind of think about this the same way if you want. Uh, Mohamed Diab, Moon Knight episodes one, three, five, and six. But again, also kind of the, he and Jeremy Slater were the showrunners of sorts. Jeremy right. Slater being the head writer and, and I'm sure Diab he was there for the, the entire thing. <laughs> right. Um, Sam Raimi, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Adil and Bilal, Miss Marvel, Episodes 1 and 6. Taika Waititi, Thor Love and Thunder. Kat Koro, She-Hulk, Episodes 1 through 4 and 8 through 9. Michael Cicchino for Werewolf by Night. Ryan Coogler for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and James Gunn for the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Dude, Special. That may be the hardest category we've ever had to choose. Since we've been doing the friendlies, mm -hmm. I legitimately don't know which one I would pick, and I could make a case for all of them. Yeah. All of yeah. them. I'm excited to like, talk about this one. Whether you like Sam Raimi or Taika or not, they clearly left their stamp. So some right. people are going to really love that. Some won't. James Gunn, like, for a holiday special, crushed it. But oh yeah, Ryan Coogler... Or Giacchino maybe could take that Giacchino award? even. I yeah, know, that's I what mean, I'm saying. But then, like, yeah. the Miss Marvel episodes were no joke. Right. Yeah, it's especially that the one's ones crazy. that they worked on, yeah. Um, well, and speaking of Giacchino, uh, who, geez, what a year he's had in general. Best special presentation, Werewolf by Night, and Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Only It'd be the entries. first year where we could have somebody win best score and best director. True. That's wild. Uh, best series, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, or She-Hulk are your options there. Best film, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and... Obviously, you don't have a whole lot of options there, which is crazy. It felt like there was more content than even those six things. That right. being said, I am stoked to see how this this falls because i don't oh, yeah. know necessarily where our audience stands on those like what is the best show yeah that's what's that's what i mean that's what's crazy is there isn't a there isn't a no way home here yeah, or right. a loki or a wandavision you know so i in in closing that out and we'll talk about all that more on next episode but that's i think what's so cool about the last year like i Mm -hmm. I know that it, it also means we have movies that are polarizing and some that people just don't like maybe for the first time. Like, but I don't know. I think it's fun to, to see things that people like that aren't. It, I like that. It's not just like, well, yeah, you know, we all love this. So like, I, I like that we can have some discussion. Well, and that's where I wonder if people are going to separate best director from their favorite film of the year. Like, 
Are you able to say this was the best directed movie, even though this is the best movie? I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I think. Because you're right, like with No Way Home, we were just like, well, that was the best movie. So best director, best, you know, just give it to him. It's like, well. Yeah, I mean, for example, even some of the the reviews that I saw that were not particularly uh, high on Multiverse of Madness often shouted out Raimi's direction. Sure. As, you know, so anyway, which you either kind of also love or hate. But we're doing one final uh, new thing here. For the yeah, year. yeah. Two two entries here for the first time that I think are going to be really fun. Uh, and, you know, these are a little bit hard by their nature mm-hmm. and different from everything else. Uh, we're going to have a, a most anticipated film and series of 2023 category. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, like I said, schedule shift so this may there may be more series than this uh than than what's currently announced but this is what we know for sure is supposed to happen next year so first most anticipated series of 2023 secret invasion loki season two and ironheart i'm casting my vote for secret invasion wow finger on the scale uh, most anticipated film of 2023. <laughs> because it's anticipated, it's not really an award. I'm just choosing that one. How dare you? Uh, most anticipated film of 2023, <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and The Marvels. I can't decide this one. It's it's one of the first two for me. I've said Ant-Man so many times, um, but it could be Guardians. I don't know. Yeah, I think the Guardians trailer. Yeah, exactly. Almost like it's almost I, swayed and, me a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, and I loved the Quantumania trailer too. It's just it doesn't have that emotional like yeah. gut punch that the Guardians one does. There you go. But okay, that's yeah. Those are our 2023 friendly awards nominees. Nominees. And like like we said, uh, if you are listening to this um, through the Patreon app or on the Apple Podcast Friends from Work Plus channel there, um, you should already have access to your voting ballot. If for some reason you don't, uh, shoot us a message on our website or on Patreon or wherever, and we'll make sure that we get that to you. Uh, If you are a Friends from Work Plus subscriber, and if you're not a Friends from Work Plus subscriber and you listen to all this and you would like to vote, there is still time. You have a week from the day this episode releases mm-hmm. uh, to get your votes in. And then we will announce those winners next Thursday. And if you subscribe, it's $5 a month and maybe you want to do it just for this month. Who knows? It's true. Yeah. Budget. There's no commitment. Uh, I, we don't often, we talk about how fun it is in friends for work plus, but, but yeah, it, it is four ninety nine a month and there's no, you're not, you, you can choose to pay annually, mm-hmm. uh, but you don't have to do so. You can just come on for a month, see how you like it, and dip out if it's not your thing. As you mentioned, you can also be subscribing now on Apple, which is different. If you're an Apple subscriber that doesn't have access to Patreon, shoot us an email. Like, go to our website True. and hit the contact form, and we'll send you the, uh, the mm-hmm. ballot. Um, because I don't think they have an – we'll figure that out. But if you want to be involved – Send us an email. And and by the way, not that I'm trying to get people to cheat the system here, but if you do want to try it out, uh, Apple Podcasts does give you 
an opportunity that you don't get via Patreon, which is to try it for what three days or five days? Yeah, free like a little free trial option. So you can and always if, try that too. You know, if just ten thousand of you want to just do five dollars for this month, we'll we'll take it. So you know, yeah, don't way, don't you know. think that we don't think that we would mind you doing that. I yeah, know right. that you know we'll like let it, it slide this time. We'll let it slide. We'll get you the ballot. <laughs> it'll be fine. Just. And don't don't ever worry that <laughs> that you're you're subscribing or, or 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 giving us too much support. I know that that's a concern, but <laughs> there it is. That's for the ten thousand people that just did that. Um, oh, thank you yeah. so much for wow. listening. Like he said, get your your ballots in if you're a friends from work plus subscriber. And then next week we will announce the winners, which is a really fun episode to do. So we're looking forward to that. And don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, you can click like and subscribe down here. It makes it easier to get the videos whenever we post them. Otherwise, don't forget to follow us on Spotify. I think it's like us or follow us on Apple and uh, we'll be in touch. And then after the awards are finished, we're getting really, really close to Ant-Man when Robbie and I are going to see it and start ramping up for the first entry into phase five. So post the awards season, we'll start the saga so far. And we have a cool interview to share about Ant-Man, um, just some stuff to get ramped up. So lots coming. We're excited to do that episode next week. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time here on Friends from Work. <laughs>